This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This is... This is... This is... Greater Boston. Melissa waited self-consciously on the platform at Downtown Crossing amidst a crowd of agitated commuters all trying to get home. The first train to pass helped no one, every car keeping its doors tightly shut, free Isaiah signs hanging proudly in their windows. Commuters growled their frustration, banged on locked doors. Someone in the back threw an egg, which detonated on a window, sending a spray of yolk back onto the already aggrieved commuters closest to the platform. The next train opened up exactly one community car to waiting travelers, room enough for three people of the waiting hundred to squeeze into the already packed car. Melissa was self-conscious because she was not one of the waiting masses. Her own home would be arriving on the platform in just a few minutes, and the doors would open to admit only her. Her housemates had held a vote, and Melissa was the lone holdout against joining the shutdown. And she felt bad about that, too. She was sympathetic to Powell's cause, respected her housemates' commitment to civil protest. But Melissa worked for the Linzer Coolidge administration. It put her in a very awkward position to be part of a protest against the administration she served. Her home pulled into the station, and she made her way toward the door. Trying not to push, trying to be courteous, though the crowd made it difficult. Excuse me. Please, I need to squeeze through... Thanks. Excuse me. Excuse me. This is my house. I need to get to the door. Excuse me. As she reached the door, it squeaked open only slightly, just enough to let her slip inside. She sighed in relief, glad to be away from the hostile crowd. Oh, for Christ's sake. Oh, are you kidding? Hogging the train for yourself? Who the fuck do you think you are? Princess Diana? Listen, I hate to tell you, but she died like 40 years ago, and also, your hair is not anywhere near as feathered enough to be her. She was a saint. I'm sorry. I can't. Crap. Pepper spray again? I'll get some milk. How bad did they get you? Not that bad this time. The door was mostly closed. God. Here, I soak this in milk. Put it on your eyes. Thank you. That helps. Oh, Christ. It's in the air. It stings to breathe. I think the commuters got the worst of it. If they keep doing that, someone's gonna end up trampled or down on the tracks. This has to stop. I'll call public safety, let them know the situation. Thank you, Marnie. It'd be great. You're doing better? Yeah, the milk helped. I'll be ashamed of yourself. God. 
is this going to go on? How long is your boss going to keep Isaiah Powell locked up? She's not. It's just... There's procedure. It's not her decision. Is she the mayor? Her not. Acting mayor. And not for much longer. You heard her announcement. Isn't it traditional for lame duck administrations to issue pardons on their way out the door? Isn't that why Chelsea Manning is free? Presidents. Not mayors. Or governors, maybe. But it doesn't even matter. You have to be convicted of something before you can be pardoned. If he's innocent, and you know we believe that he is, then a pardon doesn't even make sense. And another thing. I don't want to talk about this. I'm just the assistant, and I'm not at work. Oh, come on. What is on the train? This is terrorism. Yeah, economic terrorism. Just like Beth Ben said. Told them. Shut up, Mindy. Oh, sorry about that. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't. All right. No worries. I should get rid of this milk cloth before I start smelling like cheese. Hey, I called it in. They've got paramedics on the scene treating anyone hit by the pepper spray. I better call into work. It's only a matter of hours before Bespin is on the record trying to make deranged assholes hitting commuters with pepper spray somehow Isabel and Charlotte's fault. That's a tough spin, isn't it? She's got people literally claiming that it's terrorism to lock your own front door. You think she can't spin this however she likes? God, what are you going to do about her? What about Bespin? What can we do? We just throw everything behind Powell. You're coordinating with her campaign. Ha. Coordination. Right. We're not coordinating anything. Powell won't even take our phone calls. She says she's got nothing to say to us until she sees her nephew knocking on her front door. But it doesn't matter. It's not about coordination. Hell, it's probably better if it's not coordinated. If it's clear that Charlotte is honestly backing her. With or without Powell's acceptance. Can you just gonna leave it here? Come on, assholes. I gotta get home. Eat a trillion dicks. That's in the fucking show. This is getting old real fast. Well, you wanted to work in politics. What'd you expect? Did I? I honestly can't remember making that decision anymore. Of course, she did make that decision. And in truth, she still didn't regret it, despite everything. Really? She believed in working to make a difference. She believed in taking on the toughest challenges. Sure, there'd be setbacks. She got pepper sprayed. But that wouldn't stop Melissa. Okay, enough moping. I need a new plan. She was committed to making things better. I need to talk to Isabel. Interesting. I'm going to have to keep an eye on you.
Greater Boston is written and produced by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen with recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This episode featured Alexander Danner as the narrator, Braden Lamb as Leon Stamatis, Tanya Milojevic as Melissa Weatherby and Mindy, Eli Barraza as Marnie. The miserable commuters were Alex Brown, Zoe Von Embler, Kyle Garrett, Sarah Golding, Sean Howard, Jack Peavyhouse, and Jake Song. Charlie on the MTA is recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Teedy. Listen, I'm going to manspread all I want. I'm going to manspread my manspreading. I'm going to put some manspreading on top of my goddamn fucking manspreading. This is my train car. Who do you think you are? Some kind of El Presidente member man on the top of the totem pole? No, I hate to tell you my bitch ass is on the top of the totem pole. I am the ruler of this roost. This is my train car, and I will ask you politely to leave. Listen, I'm going to ask you one simple question. Who do you think you are? Addendum, I'm going to ask you a second question. Who the fuck do you think I am? Because the answer to the second question is the bitch that's going to whoop your ass if you don't get out of my way. I knew it. I knew the Illuminati were in on this. I saw all of the signs. My barista this morning looked at me in the eye and he said, have a good day. And I knew when he said, have a good day, what I knew he really meant was I'm watching you with the eyes of a thousand falcons. I knew it. I knew you were following me. You didn't think you would get one on me. I had the eyes of an eagle. I'm a patriot. The Illuminati cannot control the media because I am the media. That one got away from me. Sorry about that. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It's the last days of summer, 1920. Do you know where your children are? They should be playing outside. Come on, Chelsea. Mima says we're not allowed to go to this house. We're not even supposed to be on the side of town. Doing their chores. Why aren't these chicken coops clean? Please, Father. I'll be good. I'll be... Ah! Oh, God! Obeying their parents. You look me right in the eyes and tell me you didn't steal this bike. Ma, no, I've been helping Mr. Diamond, all right? Lord, don't tell me my son is working at a speakeasy. Exploring their feelings. Let's go over to the apple tree. Gosh, <laughs> okay. But unfortunately for these young fools, the neighborhood bully has other plans. Tonight, you are going to meet me out in front of the old Barnaker house. Howling house? Why? <laughs> now, a boy scout, a tag-along, a doormat, and a delinquent will dare to spend the night in the most haunted estate in Arkham. Will they survive to see the sunrise? Or will they succumb? To the hunger of Howling House. You're going to die tonight. What is that thing? Is this this the witch's library? I'm going to kill you. Not tonight. Roger, make him stop. No, you watch. Run away, little ones. I'm so hungry. Listen to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's award-winning season, Night at Howling House. The complete story, available everywhere you listen to podcasts and at CthulhuMystery.com. All the, all the outs and free, all the outs and free. <laughs>